It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, Anson, yes! Touchdown, they did it! Hey, what's going on? It's Eric Franson and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Love to hear from you today. Uh, we've been talking about Utah State football, things that uh, they need to be working on, specific areas of focus for the uh, during the bye week for the football team. We've had several different comments on that on our Full Court Press text line. We continue to get those and uh, offer any additional thoughts on that. Utah, uh, Utah State off this week, and uh, we'll face UNLV next Saturday. Uh, you or UNLV will be in town. Uh, The NFL, week one is in the books. Week two underway tonight. We just heard at the top of the hour there. It's going to be the Chargers and Chiefs. Interesting showdown between two AFC teams. Uh, Could be interesting to see how it plays out. And it sets us up to talk about uh, reactions to week one and what does week two look like. We're going to have one of those games on the fan on Sunday. uh, Ravens versus the Dolphins. Sunday at about 10.30 here on the fan. So a um, couple of different, and one other note to uh, Jeff Hornacek joins the Utah Jazz uh, organization, uh, but he'll be, uh, I guess his role will be more like a consultant. Yeah, not, I don't think officially part of the coaching staff, but you get a lot of these consultants, former players, sometimes guys who are coaches, but maybe didn't pan out. Um, kind of like Hornacek. He was, you know, he's an assistant yeah. coach, made it to head coach a couple times and just didn't pan out for him as a head coach. You know, was really well liked as an assistant. People wanted him on their staff. He was well regarded. He was with the Jazz, and then he kind of got poached. Um, yeah, he went to New York. He was in uh, in Phoenix, but never really worked out as a head coach. Yeah, but, but as far as being an assistant, a consultant, basically a shooting coach is probably mainly where he's going to be. You know, working with players. He's good in that role. He was like that's why he was coveted initially was because he worked really well with players as an assistant and in a kind of skill development. Yeah. Uh, the Jazz, uh, not only did they announce Hornacek as a coaching consultant, but they also confirmed Alex Jensen, Lamar Skeeter, and Brian Bailey will serve as assistant coaches on Will Hardy's staff. Um, you know, Alex Jensen was one of the primary coaches for the younger uh, 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 American team that was competing in their own um, uh, FIBA World Cup qualifiers. And uh, I've seen several positive reviews about how well he did there. Yeah, people really like Alex Jensen. It's why he's been a candidate to be a head coach at NBA. And also, Utah was really going after him. You know, or the Utah Utes were going after him for college, but Jensen obviously. He's got his eyes set on being an NBA head coach one day, and he will be. Uh, Jensen has been with the staff for nine seasons. Uh, Skeeter has been with Utah for six. Uh, Bailey has been part of the Jazz development uh, crew since about 2019. So it's a kind of a young staff, but they, but guys with experience. And Hardy, it's his first time as a head coach 
but he has guys on the roster that have been in the league for quite a while and guys who have been with Utah for quite a while. I think that's that's really helpful in uh, just helping him in that transition, understanding kind of uh, the, the culture or what's expected here or how to still play with some level of success if they can. Yeah. I was slightly distracted by what you said because somebody, I was looking at the text line, 9 through on 5 was asking who you and me plays this week. So I was looking that up. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, in, but in general, just my thoughts on the uh, assistant coaches, like, I like the staff. You know, they, they've done a good job putting it together. So the whole coaching staff should be solid. We'll see if this whole staff survives or rebuild. They can be very, very hazardous places for head coaches. They say, oh, they got a young head coach and they'll let him go through the rebuild, but reality never agrees with that take. Right. Fans become impatient, and the coach usually becomes the fall guy. Yeah, because they'll have, like, three really bad seasons. And who's the guy at fault for losing all those games? The teams look bad. Like, they lose those games for a reason, because they look terrible, their offensive system looks terrible, their defensive system looks terrible. And the coach ends up getting fired for the hero coach who brings them out of that with all these lovely pre-developed star players. Right. <laughs> Look by at the, you, Quinn Snyder. By the way, uh, UNLV is hosting North Texas. Yeah. Well, that's what I looked up. I got distracted from what you said just to look that up, and then you stole my thunder. Oh. Uh, I, UNLV was, I was slacking at my job for that piece of information. <laughs> Thank you, nine three one five. All my all my work and laziness wasted. <laughs> Got us off. Uh, um, so yeah, interesting move there, bringing a a familiar face in to help Will Hardy, who's familiar with this this place. But you know, Jeff Hornacek's not really connected to any current players uh, on the squad. But but he was known as. Uh, you know, a, a good shooter and a skill development guy while he was uh, on the bench. And Utah will be in a position where they need young players to develop their skills and need somebody who can help them focus on that. He needs to help Walker Kessler actually become a three-point shooter because that's the thing that will keep Walker Kessler in the league. Because there's some, you know, right now there's crazy ideas. Maybe he can be a three-point shooter because he actually attempted threes in college at a sort of decent clip. Didn't really make them at a super decent clip, but he was he showed willingness. Right, and claims that he could do more, but his coach wouldn't let him. Yeah. It wasn't part of their offense. So he's got to work on his technique. It's not very great. Of course, being that tall, it's hard to have good technique because your arms are so long, you don't even know what to do with them. <laughs> it's like Gobert, like his shooting motion is like, what are you even doing? But, you know, they're so tall and long. So like if, if he can work with him, because there are plenty of centers who have developed a three-point shot despite not being three-point shooters. Right. I mean, Brooke Lopez did. I believe Aaron Baines was like that. Al Horford. Um, Probably missing a few, but there yeah, are guys who've Joel done Joel Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns, yeah. Jonas Valanciunas. So they, you can develop threes you know, if you're not good or even like not even a shooter. Because that's what Brooke Lopez was. You know, um, Embiid... And some of those other guys were iffy. I think Valanchunas was a never-shoot-a-three-point guy early in his career. But now he shoots at a, like a league-average clip, I think. Yeah, regularly. So that's something you can work on specifically with him because that turns him into a potentially 
viable NBA center was. Right now, it's iffy being a pick in the 20s. Uh, Keta showed a little bit of range in the summer league. Don't know if he'll Keta, showcase that much in the course of a real game. When Keta did drills with NBA teams, they were surprised at how well he could shoot it. At least, you know, the clip he made it at. His form was a little weird, but again, center's form just tend to be that way. Coach Smith never seemed to want Keta to shoot it at all, despite the fact that he had a decent mid-range shot and could hit threes. Now, whether or not he can actually turn that into an NBA viable skill, we'll see. If he got a chance to show it to his coaches, maybe that'd be something that helps him. Yeah. But people are mostly looking for that three-point shot. Nobody wants their centers shooting mid-range shots. Uh, Getting back to the full-court press text line, 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. Uh, 2305 texting in, could someone explain what I keep seeing on YouTube and other talk shows about Russell Westbrook coming to the Jazz in a trade? I don't follow the NBA financial situations for teams, but how would that benefit the Jazz? They're trying to tank and go with younger players. Oh, and thank you. Thank you, 2305. (laughs) Um, The main thing is that in trading for Russell Westbrook, They'd probably end up dealing Mike Conley or Boyan Bogdanovich or Jordan Clarkson, some combination of those three players. Probably not all three, probably just two or maybe even one of them. I actually think it might have to be two just because of how be two. because of how big Russell Westbrook's contract is. But the benefit is they'd be sending back one or both of the Lakers' 2027 and 2029 first-round draft picks, which could be incredibly valuable if unprotected, because down the road, the Lakers are going to have no picks, nothing. LeBron James retired. Anthony Davis injured injured and old. <laughs> Russell Westbrook probably close to or already retired by then or useless. Of course, he probably won't be on the Lakers he because he's got on one more year in his contract. So but that, re- that, that's the benefit. Yeah, and the bottom line here is that, that uh, from what I understand, there would not be an intent – to have Russell Westbrook don a Jazz jersey. It would be, we're going to make the trade, we'll buy out his contract, and let him go wherever he wants to go. He'll be a free agent. Yeah, so there's no intention of the Jazz to go after Russell Westbrook and have him play for them. It's Having him on the roster doesn't help develop the players they want to develop. Yeah. They don't need to have Russell Westbrook just going out there and trying to put up another triple-double season. That's what he'd do here, is he'd be like, all right, I'm going to get mine. Screw all the rest of you. The only the only way I want you guys to ever touch the ball is when I pass it to you and you shoot it. <laughs> everything else goes through me. I rebound everything. I want to get 15 rebounds a game, 15 assists, and like 75 points a game. And I'm going to shoot 25%. <laughs> and I'm going to chuck it from everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they trade him to get first-round picks from L.A., buy him out, move on. Right. You're getting value out of it because they're looking to maybe trade Mike Conley or Boyan Bogdanovich or both. And just get first-round picks out of them so they can move on to their younger players. Uh, 0366, I'm not one to ride on the bandwagon, but it seems things have cooled a little concerning the Aggie football team performance as of late. Is it true the Aggies are going to play Ridgeline this weekend? Be a competitive (laughs) game. Uh, Thank you, uh, 0366. Ridgeline's playing pretty good. They've turned some things around. But no. Aggies yeah. need to take a page out of that book. Yeah, no. 
Ah. <sighs> uh, yeah. So many different things going on with this team. They're in search of consistent offense. They're in search of consistent defense. Consistent defense. Consistent now, anything. I, I, look, I'll give credit to the secondary and the takeaways. They're one of the, the top teams in the country in takeaways at this point. Um, they're not perfect. They've given up some big pass plays. Um, there have been some tackles for loss, but that defensive front has also been gashed and not truly capped sound. Or sometimes they send two guys into the same gap. Yeah. So they're getting everybody on the same page seems to be a real point of emphasis or should be one of those points of emphasis that we talked about last hour. Because we saw a couple different times a wide receiver want to run a certain route, but Logan Bonner's looking something different and sailing it to the sideline when there's nobody there. Yeah. I mean, also just confidence, yeah, you know, communication and confidence in the receiver and, you know, confidence in that relationship. This is kind of like where I brought up that play earlier where he threw short of the sticks on a third down, ended up getting picked off because of a bad throw. He either didn't have the confidence or communication to stop and throw to a deeper route that had a better chance of getting a first down and probably wouldn't have been picked. He'd be going for it all. It'd be like a 20, 30-yard pass, which has like, you know, 30, 40% completion rate, but better chance than Brian Cobbs catching a ball three yards short of the stick, turning around, fighting off three defenders to get three yards. Yeah. So there's there's some communication and confidence that needs to happen there. And then on defense, you know, be on the same page. Don't go to the same gap. Again, some plays, they call for that. You know, they're overloading a gap, and there's a purpose to that, you know, because it usually generates some easy pressure because one lineman has to block two guys. But they're doing it so often that, like, this can't be what they're doing every single play. Like, yeah, you got to be gap sound. Or if you're overloading a gap, then you know you got to work on other areas and other areas. They're having multiple spots on the line where they're overloading one gap all the time. It's like this can't be the design of this defense to just always overload a gap because that's how you get gashed for run plays, cutbacks, and things like that. True. True. So uh, a number of things for this team to uh, to keep working on. Uh, two three zero five, text again. I kind of feel sorry for you guys picking the topic of trying to figure out the Aggies of twenty twenty two. Expectations were so high, and now after three games, you have no idea really what we have. Uh, but you guys are trying to figure it out. Good luck with that, and hope you can uh, get it figured out. And one thing, it's not for us to hopefully get it figured out. It's, yeah, it's for the team to get figured out. But uh, I feel you. I feel you. We do the show no matter how good they are, which can make it fun. <laughs> but highs and lows. Yeah. But in talking about expectations, you know, one of the early talking points, and we went over this, and fans are going over this, and you know, other media was going over this. How in the early weeks we were saying, oh, we don't know who this team is going to be until UNLV or BYU. Well, we know who this team is. They're bad. You know, we thought we were going to have to just watch this team coast through the first three games. Maybe they coasted a little too much. But, you know, early it was, oh, we're trying to figure out how good this team is because they're not trying. Well, now we're trying to figure out how good this team is because they just clearly aren't good. So it's like we've actually kind of continued one of the, the talking points from early, and that was that we don't know who this team is. At first it's because we, we believed they hadn't reached for their true potential yet, 
And now we don't even know what their potential is because it's suddenly a lot lower than what we were thinking. Uh, 435-339-0321-9315, texting in, Jason and Eric are great Aggie therapists. Yes, I'm. I'm good at sitting in the mic from like. All right, so how does that make you feel? One one seven five. Can we uh... text line? How does that make you feel? Logan Bonner threw three interceptions. How does that make you feel? Oh, think of your mind on a cloud. <laughs> how did you feel when Logan Bonner came back onto the field after throwing that pick six? Did you boo? Why did you boo? Oh, heavens. What What was going through your head? What would make you so frustrated? That you would boo your own quarterback and coach. <laughs> Is that doing it for you? I don't Does know. that sound soothing at all? <laughs> like I was trying, but I'm not very good at it. Uh, all right, we're going to take a time out here in the full court press. Uh, we're going to come back, shifting our attention to the NFL. Week one is in the books. Week two officially getting underway tonight with Thursday night football, Chargers and uh, Chiefs. Uh, yep, Chargers and Chiefs. On uh, Amazon Prime. I guess that's the only way you can watch that game. Yeah, hopefully you have Amazon Prime. i got to figure out. I don't think I do. Maybe. i got to double check. So we'll talk a little bit about our observations from week one and looking ahead to the week two schedule for the NFL. Love to get your reactions as well. 435-339-0321. That's coming up in about three and a half minutes. A Grantham Mobile Automotive Repair. He's on the go and ready to get your car repair tackled quickly. You know, if you need an issue with your uh, you know, plumbing or electrical at your house, you call a, a certified professional to come to you where the problem is. It's the same thing with Grantham Mobile Automotive. He'll come to you, locally owned and operated. He's certified. He knows what he's doing. Give him a call today, 435-229-4345. That's 435 229 Four three four five. This year's Grand Latino Festival is Saturday, September 17th on Center Street in Logan. All are invited to celebrate the Latin culture with delicious food, lively music, dancing in the streets, and cultural performances. Festivities get underway at 4 p.m. with a parade of flags and authentic Latin dress. Then work off the calories to everyone's favorite dance-based workout, Zumba. This year's Latino Festival is presented by Gosner Foods, where you can earn between $15 and $20 an hour, quarterly bonuses, and free health insurance. Members First Credit Union, our name says it all. Thermo Fisher Scientific, Thermo Fisher is hiring. Join their team today. iFit, a global company committed to diversity and inclusion, welcomes everyone to the Latino Festival. Bring your family, your friends, and especially your appetite to the Grand Latino Festival, Saturday, September 17th, starting at 4 p.m. on Logan Center Street. Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750-5151. Hey, it's Garrett Grantham with Grantham Mobile Automotive. Just like a plumber, just like an electrician, I come to your home. I am a master ASE technician, licensed, insured, and ready to come to you for your car repair needs. Right now, it is hot outside. From air conditioners to transmissions, I can take care of you. Give me a call, and I will come to you to get your car's AC running cold in no time. 435 229 
435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. Back to school means back to massive laundry piles. Get a washer that can handle your busy laundry schedule. Head to Daryl's today for a deal worth your time. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance, and we have a GE front load laundry pair with a 4.8 cubic foot washer and a 7.8 cubic foot dryer for only $17.96 for the pair. Hurry, stock is limited. See store for details. Daryl's Appliance, service and sales west on Airport Road. Open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. The Young Automotive Group is proud to announce Young Truck and Trailer Center in Cache Valley. Whether it's heavy equipment trailers, horse trailers, race car trailers, or cargo and utility trailers, we're excited to offer some of the finest trailers and flatbed work trucks to Cache Valley. Our team of experts look forward to helping you find the right truck or trailer to fit your needs. With competitive prices offered on every make and model for sale on our lot. With our extensive inventory, you'll find the best deals right here in Cache Valley. Young Truck and Trailer Center, just off Highway 89 in Logan. Think young, drive young. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Cash Valley Media Group job fair is coming up next week. If uh, you need new pe- more people in your office to help get work done, come uh, be a part of our job fair at uh, Hyde Park. It'll be at uh, Castle Manor. And uh, usually hundreds of people show up to that with their resumes, opportunities to do interviews on the spot. So if your business is hiring, you need to participate in the job fair coming up next week. Contact our front office if you'd like more details, 435-752-1390. So uh, the NFL week one is in the books. And um, there were a few surprises for me. Uh, there were a few that, okay, I kind of expected uh, some teams to struggle a little bit. I don't know that I saw Green Bay struggling as much as they did. Yeah. I think I anticipated they would be a little more competitive than they were. But um, the Bills certainly dominating in the opener. That was impressive. Um, But any other games that really kind of stood out to you in week one before we talk about what's coming up this week? Um. I don't know if any truly stood out as like just these super surprising ones. I kind of go to the two that you talked, but you kind of uh, preempted me there. Where you know I didn't have confidence in the Packers. I mean, I talked about that when we did our Super Bowl predictions, where I thought, "Why are people picking the Packers? Have they gotten better from last year, where they choked for like the seventeenth time in the last ten years?" So them struggling, didn't expect them to struggle that much. But I thought there's a possibility the Vikings could, you know, with their new coach and maybe Kirk Cousins finds kind of a second wind in his career and manages to kind of step up from, instead of just being a good statistical quarterback, being a good quarterback. Um, so this is a good sign for what were maybe a couple of hunches. Obviously a glorious sample size of one week. Um, but that's really one game that stood out to me. And as far as, you know, the Buffalo-Los Angeles game, um, it wasn't so much that Buffalo won and played well. It was that the Rams didn't look great. Hmm. Granted, I yeah. 
I don't think that changes my confidence in them making the Super Bowl because none of the other potential contenders looked good at all. San Francisco lost to Chicago. Trey Lance, not not doing so hot. You know, Tampa Bay, 19-3 to against Dallas. Not a super great offensive performance. Good on defense, although they faced uh, Cooper Rush. Yeah, it's Cooper Rush, right? That's their backup quarterback when Dak oh, went out. Oh, right, yes, yeah. So they faced him for like half the game. But, you know, the NFC contenders did not look good this week. The AFC contenders looked pretty dang good. You know, the Bills, the Chiefs blowing out Arizona. Um, You know, Baltimore, I don't know if you want to call them one of the main contenders, but, you know, they go 24-9 against the Jets. So some of your main yeah, solid performance. Yeah, some of your main AFC contenders looking really good. NFC contenders, not so much. Oh well, it, it, opening weekend was just another illustration just how how fun and exciting the NFL can be. Nine games decided by one score or less. I mean, we had a tie. Problem was there was a lot of low scoring. That's part True. of what happened. There was some of that. And you had an interesting stat about um, you know, quarterbacks who did not participate in the preseason at all, and then their their teams offensively were sluggish in week one. Yeah, stole from somebody else. <laughs> so yeah, basically the teams, the, the quarterbacks that sat out preseason were like 1-6 against quarterbacks who did play. Like you said, the team's not starting out very well You know when they're rusty. I mean... L.A., they, like, have a policy. You know, Sean McVay has a policy of just never playing his starters in the preseason. Of course, he's actually done pretty well in season openers until now. He was, like, 5-0. and Well, now he's 5-1. and <laughs> uh, I came across an interesting chart. And, again, this is just from week one. But um, it compares, like, how teams, how well teams do converting on various downs. First, second, third, fourth, or just having no conversion whatsoever. Um, who would you guess had uh, the best conversion on first down in week one? Like converting a first down on first down? Yeah. Con- convert to a new series of downs on whichever the down is. But in, on first down, which team was the best in converting on first down? Getting a new set of downs on their first down. I mean, I feel like this is a trick question because my first two thoughts are the Chiefs and Bills. Um, I'm just going to throw a random one out there. Let's say Cleveland. <laughs> uh, Cleveland uh, was at 20%. Um, the, the the team with the highest percentage was Jacksonville at 38%. Like I, said, like I said, it was just going to be a random one. I know, I just, very I just, random. I just threw a dart at the board, and I missed pretty badly. So swinging uh, the pendulum the other way, who, was, who struggled the most on first downs? Oh, who had the fewest... Set of new series of downs after their first down. I feel like that has to be Dallas. Dallas is correct at 5%. <laughs> they scored like three points. They rushed for like 50 yards. Chargers, had to be them. Chargers not far behind it, only 8%. Yeah, Chargers looking okay. Of course, you know, that Chargers-Raiders matchup, you know, because the AFC West is, like, you have to pay attention to it every week, like, see what's going on, because it's going to be such a close race. At least we're kind of expecting it to be that. Um, and so these, you know, interdivision matchups are huge because the team that goes like four and two could win the division. 
And so you have to count every single one because every single one is like a marquee matchup. Chargers obviously coming out on top, but not by much against the Raiders. Uh, by the way, the team that had the best conversion rate overall for week one was Kansas City yeah. at 89%. The team that struggled the most was Pittsburgh at only 52% on the day. Yeah, well, Kansas. for their opening week. Kansas City did have like 44 points. Of course, they, yeah. <laughs> they moved the ball up and down the field. Uh, a couple texts coming through. Um, this one about the Jazz, 1570. I don't have a problem with Kessler starting. Why not? He might as well get minutes and see how he can progress. No sense having a veteran center when you're tanking. So there's a big part of me that wants to see Kessler start at some point. Uh, the reason you have a veteran center, at least on the roster, and maybe starting initially, is basically... Well, if Kessler doesn't perform, that can be a disaster where in a you, lot of ways. Where do you go from there? So you want to have that veteran option, and Yudoka Azubuki does not count as a veteran option. <laughs> no. So Somebody needs to set the tone and, and I believe, start to show maybe later in the season Kessler will earn that right and that opportunity. But somebody, I, I agree with you, I feel like a veteran needs to be there is these guys are just learning what it is to play in the NBA. Yeah. I think I think you kind of nailed it where it's like you you bring in the center and then down the road you have Kessler working into those minutes instead of throwing him into the fire. Cuz you throw him into the fire, that's a risk. Okay, maybe he nails it and is great. Okay, but what if he doesn't and he should have been treated a little more lightly to work in his development and confidence. You could waste a good prospect by throwing him into the fire. So I I do agree with one five seven zero as far as I want to see Kessler starting, but right away you know let's let's hold off a little bit. Uh, Two six zero three Miami Dolphins are looking strong this year. Too bad RJ isn't around to rub that in his face. Well, I'm also a Patriots fan, so I substitute well enough for that. <laughs> That's, Patriots uh, did so not look. Like I said, high. if you wanted somebody to throw darts at for being a Patriots fan, I'm it's. Still there. You replaced a Patriots fan with a Patriots fan on this show. Eric is very good at bringing in <laughs> Patriots fans to be his co-hosts. That's right. Uh, five three three eight. Sorry, I didn't catch this one earlier. Bon voyage, Roger Federer. Cheers. Did he really put in that many R's? Uh, there's a lot. You're right, Roger Federer calling it uh, calling it quits. Interesting that within a few short weeks of each other, two of arguably the the best to play the game are retiring. With Serena Williams on the women's side and Roger Federer. Uh, for the men. Yeah. It's an end of an era. That's like the headline literally everywhere. End of an era. Yeah. It'll uh, truly be an end of an era when Nadal and uh, Djokovic, because then you had that trio that was absolutely amazing, you know, as far as competitive turns about who was, who was going to win. You never knew. Yeah. Back and forth. That will really be the end of an era, but those guys will go on for a few more years, because I think Federer was like five years older than both of them. Yeah. So. Uh, five three three. It also said... Hasn't there typically been two Monday night games on the first week of the season in recent years? Was that the case this year? They're doing the two Monday night games this week. Um, I thought they only had the one Monday night game last week. They did last week. He's saying like they've done the two Monday night games the first week of the season. Oh, I see. I think. I didn't read the full text, but I've got the schedule in front of me. Yeah, this week. Yeah, that's what he's talking about in recent years. So, yeah, this week they're doing um, – Tennessee at Buffalo, Minnesota at Philly are both this upcoming Monday, the 19th. And just quickly checking week three, 
It's only one team. Only one game, I should say. One game on Monday night in week three. Yeah, so it looks like they're only doing, just trying to scan this paper. Pretty much one Monday game. Same thing in week four, so. So, yeah, sometimes they have these doubleheaders on Thursday or Monday. I feel like they've had a doubleheader on Thursday, aside from Thanksgiving, which is its own thing, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that, you know, Thursday night, it's a showcase game. Really, there's only the one game. Sunday night, it's a showcase. And Monday night. Now, this week it's a little different. you got two teams, two games. So yeah. I don't know why I keep saying teams, games. Uh, but um, I, I like the idea of having just really one game to showcase and focus on. Yeah, because you're really going to showcase the teams. They get that time to themselves this month, this Monday. The team's going to be playing at the same time. Like, what are we supposed to do? It'll be like it'll be like Sunday afternoon when there's like four games going on. There's two. Like, how do you, you know, switch back between them? Yeah, Tennessee at Buffalo on ESPN and ESPN two. That's at five fifteen, and then Vikings at the Eagles. That'll be six thirty on ABC and ESPN plus. They're both owned by the same parent company. Yeah. It's like same family. <laughs> spread the wealth, guys. All right, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. Uh, some additional observations about the NFL getting into week two. And then uh, any reactions or overreactions to week one. And also pick six. Six things we think might happen this weekend. We'll see how close we are on Monday. But I always invite you to uh, shout out your radio and play along as well. 435-339-0321. Otherwise, if you want to weigh in. It's game time. And you're in the locker room, ready to take the field. But suddenly, you notice a player you don't recognize. He's wearing your team's jersey, and he even knows your name. But you've never seen him before now. Would you trust the stranger with your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing scams work. And the first quarter of 2022 saw the highest volume of phishing attacks ever recorded. Protect your business with the Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolson.com. The people have spoken. Steel-coated epoxy floors of Cache Valley has been voted gold medal winner for 2022 Best of Northern Utah for the second year in a row. Known for their extremely durable floor coating systems, they can completely transform your concrete. Garages and shops, porches and patios, they coat it all. With over 25 years of operation, Steel-coated epoxy floors is Cache Valley's premier coating professionals. Contact Steel-coated floors of Cache Valley today. Find them online at steelcoatedfloors.com. Life is hard, so making sure you find that perfect woman is important. You need someone that will be by your side through the good and the bad. Once you have found her, show her that she is special with a beautiful diamond ring from Jerick's. Yes, it is all about the romance. At Jerick's, you won't find a more intimate setting. Where you purchase the ring might not be as important as who you choose to marry, but it's pretty close. Jerick's find jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jerick's. Have you thought about your furnace lately? Of course not. It's hot outside. Now's a great time to start thinking about replacing it or having it serviced for fall and winter. Advanced Heating and Air will help you get some of the industry's best rebates on a new high-efficient York furnace installed in your home. Or one of Advanced Heating and Air's service professionals can service your furnace for the upcoming winter season. Call today, 752-7272, or schedule a free estimate at advancedheating-ac.com. York. Install confidence. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We are humbled by and grateful for the tremendous support we have been shown since opening our doors nearly two years ago. 
So we just want to say thank you. On behalf of everyone at White Pine, first and foremost, thank you for allowing us the honor and privilege of serving you and caring for your loved ones. Additionally, thank you for voting White Pine the best mortuary in Cache Valley in both 2021 and 2022. White Pine Funeral Services. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Mountain West Motor is Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership. They're at 615 North Main. Great selection of trucks and SUVs, specially customized for your next adventure. There's still time to get out and have adventures. Make sure you have the right ride to do it. And go check out the selection right now at Mountain West Motor at 615 North Main or at MWMotor.com. Uh, okay, so any last observations about the NFL in uh, after week one before the attention starts to shift to uh, week two? Uh, the Broncos and Seahawks game was like amazing in so many different ways. <laughs> just, well, it, Denver just, had two goal line fumbles over the course of the game. Something like that. I didn't watch most of the game. I was just kind of following it, and then I was watching it, and just like you know, the Russell Wilson returning to Seattle, getting booed, and I'm pretty sure I was watching a clip, and he almost looked like he was on the verge of tears because he got booed. <laughs> Because, you know, more than anything, Russell Wilson wants to be the good guy. Yes. And he's the bad guy in this case. And so that, like, wounds his soul to be the bad guy. You know, Kevin Durant kind of embraced that. LeBron kind of embraced that. Like I said, Russell Wilson almost looked like he was on the verge of tears. <laughs> like, I didn't even listen to the sound of the of – the, I just was kind of scrolling past on, on Twitter. And it was – they said, oh, talking about being booed. And, yeah, like, dude, you look like you're about to cry. Uh, a couple of texts coming through. 2603. Does the Aggie football team get a win this weekend? <laughs> but it reminds me because there was this one NFL films thing I watched. Where they were talking about the worst teams in like NFL history. And this one guy who was talking about it was some Eagles team, I think. But the one line he said is, they lose inter-squad games. <laughs> like, they were so bad, they lost inter-squad games. And so I always think of that when like bad teams go into a bias. Like, yeah, you're going to get a loss for this week, too, because uh. you're just so bad. Well, we don't think Utah State's necessarily in that camp just yet. But no, not yet, but they're getting close. If they lose the UNLV, I might just throw in the towel on the whole year. Uh, 2603 adds, uh, being the bye week, are we able to make the fixes to be able to be in the hunt for the Mountain West Championship? To be in the hunt, uh, I don't know. I mean, they have to overcome a lot of hurdles to get there. Now, it's not out of the woods yet, and this is just one of those where you keep chopping away at that tree <laughs> – because um, right now, Air Force is the clear leader. Yeah. Well, it depends on where the problem lies with this team. If the problem lies in talent and ability, it's over. If the if it comes more from mentality, you know, play calling, schematic things, those things are fixable if you identify them and fix them. It's possible. You can have a change in mentality. You can have adjustments in schemes where you figure out where you're going wrong and you begin, you know, doing the right thing schematically and play calling. You can fix those things mid-season. You can't just suddenly magically get better as a team mid-season. So I said, it depends if these are all mental issues. Like I'm kind of hoping they are. 
they can still contend for a Mountain West championship. Right. Those can be addressed. Those yeah. can be fixed and approved. Uh, 2603 also adds, hopefully the Patriots lose again in week two. Well, F you too, then. <laughs> what? Wow. Who do, who do the <laughs> Patriots play in week two? I don't even know who they uh, play. I actually, oh, Pittsburgh. They play Pittsburgh. Ah, well, they have a chance. Because Pittsburgh did not look good last <laughs> week. Neither <laughs> did the Patriots. <laughs> well, that's true. And it's in Pittsburgh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, 9315. If you could only win one game left on USU football schedule, what game would that be? BYU. Mine would be the BYU or maybe Boise. Oh, I thought you were done with the text. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think every I think every Aggie fan would pick BYU. Not I mean Boise State kind of up there, but because BYU is having like this, you know, they're starting out what looks like a tremendous season for them. They're ranked. They beat a ranked team. They're playing another ranked team this week. They beat yeah. them. They're playing them on the roads so will be challenging. So this is looking like the beginning of a special season for BYU. Utah State were to rob them of, you know. Yeah. Plus, it's the last time these two teams are going to face each other for a little while. Yeah. Boise so, will be on the schedule. Every year. BYU will not. So, yeah, that's that's the easy one. Boise State obviously is usually on that two list. Like, which two games do you want to win? It's those two. But this year, it's definitely BYU. Although, next year, uh, Mountain West is going away from divisions. So, scheduling does get different. Yeah, but, they, but they're in the same pot as Boise. Oh, yeah, so. that's right. So, yeah, they will play true. them every year. They'll play them every year. Uh, 2417. I observed that my Bears will have to play in flood conditions for them to win this year. I mean, the Patriots beat the Bills last season because they played in, like, hurricane conditions or, like, tropical storm or whatever, just high winds. So, you know, some teams benefit from playing in those crazy wind conditions or crazy weather conditions because they're just built to do that. It's just bizarre. Uh, 7854. Wait, the game was amazing on so many different levels, but I wasn't watching it? I think Jason channeling Ajay. <laughs> well, it was mostly just amazingly the, like it was mostly the storylines around. I wasn't talking about the game itself because the game was seventeen sixteen with two teams stumbling over each other. Yeah, I, I feel you there. It was uh, amazing in so many problems that both teams had. Yeah, well, and, and especially how it ended. Yeah, and I like, don't think you needed to watch that game to recognize that it was amazing on so many different levels. Yeah, that was not the amazing in a good way. Thing. I did actually watch part of the replay. When I was at the dentist the other day, that's why I wasn't on the show the other day. Um, I don't know if you told him that or not. <laughs> yeah. I or told you, you need to get some uh, work done on your teeth. Yeah, that's what that's and it's going to happen a few more times. I didn't go to the dentist for like secretly. Three years. You just went to go watch the replays. Of yeah, it. that's why I wanted. I watched like the, the first. Broncos. I watched like the first quarter and a half while they were grinding away one of my teeth. Um, so I did watch some of the game, but again, it, it was more about storylines. Russell Wilson coming back. Russell Wilson losing to the Seahawks. And in a stupid way, and just, it's delicious. It's the kind of stuff you just, it's the kind of stuff you got to feast on with the NFL. Why it's just such an amazing league. Chef's kiss right there. Yeah. Uh, All right, we're going to take another time out here on the Full Court Press. When we come back, we'll get into uh, pick six. The six things we think might happen this weekend. Uh, Always invite you to uh, play along. Feel free to text in 435-339-0321. Here on the Full Court Press, we'll be back in about three and a half minutes. 
Back to school means back to massive laundry piles. Get a washer that can handle your busy laundry schedule. Head to Daryl's today for a great deal worth your time. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We have a GE top load laundry pair with a 4.2 cubic foot capacity tub and a 7.2 cubic foot dryer for only $11.07 for the pair. Hurry, stock is limited. See store for details. Daryl's Appliance Service and Sales West on Airport Road. Open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Finding, interviewing, and hiring. One of the most difficult things a business can do. The Cash Valley Media Group can help. If you need employees now or in the near future, plan to participate in the Cash Valley Media Group Job Fair Thursday, September 22nd at Castle Manor in Hyde Park. From 11 a.m. till 6 p.m. Don't miss this opportunity to talk to hundreds of potential employees looking for work or wanting to change their careers. Call 752 1390 go to cashvalleymediagroup.com that's cashvalleymediagroup.com to get involved Thursday September 22nd at the Joff Eric Castle Manor in Hyde Park presented by Cash Valley Media Group we would like to welcome Prodigy Brewing to the heart of Logan Cash Valley's first and only brew pub with family friendly dining with an upscale twist on classic brew pub fare and ingredients sourced as local as possible they are thrilled to be part of the heart of Cash Valley bring the family and try their wood fired pizza or their mouth watering signature burger Located on beautiful Center Street. Open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Pizza, burgers, and brews. Mmm, tasty. DD Auto and Salvage is going to pay you the most for junk vehicles. You can get rid of your junk vehicles today. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787 1204. That's 787 1204. Today. See store for details. This is Chris from the Cater Shop Menswear Store. We believe how you look is the first message you deliver. This also includes our floors at the store. Daryl at Chem Drive Northern Utah and his team came in after hours, cleaned the entire store, and had it ready to go before we opened the next day. I trust Daryl and his team from Chem Drive Northern Utah. Chem Drive of Northern Utah. Chem Drive of Northern Utah. 435-752-6100. You can't beat fall in Utah. The weather is perfect for a getaway. Get out and drive a new Murdoch Hyundai with up to $500 off any new Hyundai. And every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty, and owner's assurance. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Hyundai in Logan, Linden, and Murray, or online at MurdochHyundai.com. Call 866-628-3065 or see dealer for complete details. Offer expires 10-1-22. It's the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Uh, you can also do the Alexa skill, by the way. Ooh. Yeah. Tell Alexa to play 106.9 The Fan. Enable the skill. You can hear us there. So avoid the evil tune-in. Say, I want to listen to that Jason guy. <laughs> that will probably bring up something else. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, okay, so some final thoughts on the NFL Week Two beginning tonight: Chargers and Chiefs, six fifteen on Amazon Prime. 
But um, there's some other interesting matchups tonight, or this weekend, I should say, uh, throughout the NFL. Now, one that used to be pretty saucy would be Tampa and New Orleans. I don't know, is it as saucy as it used to be? Now there's a coaching change and Godwin's hurt for Tampa. But well, is that, that series still as interesting as it used to be? Well, it's mostly because Tampa hasn't beat the Saints in like two years, so Tom Brady's probably annoyed that he can't beat the Saints. Tampa's so, favored by two and a half on the road. That's like that's what one of Dan Patrick's favorite things to bring up is that Tom Brady struggles against the Saints. So, well, it's interesting kind of in that way. But as far as, you know, if Tampa, they they could be only be like a fringe contender, maybe just a pretender. As Tom Brady's kind of on his way out. They've lost a lot of pieces. So, we'll, this week could be telling. Last week they kind of struggled against Dallas. This week if they kind of struggle against the Saints, we'll kind of be like perpetually like waiting to see, are they actually going to be good? Or are they going to be pretenders? Uh, any other games of note that uh, you're seeing on the schedule? Uh, there's different reasons I like certain games. Uh, Minnesota and Philly, uh, the teams are both kind of upstarts in a way. Minnesota upsets, you know, Green Bay may end up bursting under the scene. Philadelphia, they may be the favorites of the NFC East now. Uh, some already were picking them, but now with Dallas minus Dak Prescott, they could be looking to make a big push. Uh, Baltimore, Miami, kind of similar thing where they're like, there's the favorites in the AFC, and then there's kind of that secondary slice. And Baltimore and Miami are kind of both in that. Baltimore a little higher than Miami, but these are two teams that are trying to fight for an upper spot in the AFC. So this will be an important early matchup. Could dev- could uh, determine uh, seeding maybe, especially if neither of these teams win their division. A couple other games later on Sunday. Uh, Cardinals at Raiders could be somewhat interesting. How do Cardinals bounce back after their week one performance? And there's been a lot of controversy surrounding Kyler Murray. But uh, the the Raiders, some expectations on them to be a little better. And so how do they perform? Um, they are favored by five and a half. But then Sunday night could be interesting too. Green Bay hosting the Bears. Tom Brady owns Chicago. <laughs> But Aaron Rodgers. Excuse me, Aaron Rodgers owns Chicago. <laughs> thank you. Uh, but you know he wasn't. His wide receivers were not really on point. So how much do they improve? Uh, can the Bears build off of any momentum after Week One? Green Bay is favored by ten. That seems a little aggressive to me. Can they score ten points? Maybe. Uh, you mentioned Raiders and Cardinals. They're literally the third game I had on my list here of games I was watching for. So you and I on the same page in that regard. You know, some teams that are a little lower on the expectations that both lost in week one, you know, Cardinals got routed, basically. So, got to see if Kyler Murray actually lives up to the hype he keeps generating for himself. It, yes. yes. Maybe he should study more. <laughs> if only, if only Film he did study. put the work in. Four hours a week, man. Uh, all right, so let's look at, uh, uh, oh, our music bed is moved. Must it's not there. We'll find it. Oh, no. Way. We can't do the sound for pick six. Yeah, we'll do our own. Uh, da 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 in your mind. The six things we <laughs> are predicting. <laughs> da 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 Wow. Uh, keep your day job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, six things we think might happen this weekend. 
Uh, one of them may be that uh, Jason doesn't sing anymore. Uh, so let's see. I won last week. It was close. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens this week. So I pick three things. Jason picks three. And since I went first, I'm going to defer. And Jason, I will let you go first. I went first last time just to tell you. Okay. Oh, I thought you were saying that you went first last time. Oh, no, I, t- I won, so okay. I get to choose. So Okay, I, th- I was first. confused there. Um, So, first one, wins by AFC West teams this week. Uh, the max is three because two of them are playing each other, so they can only max out at three. Uh, so, over-under wins by AFC West teams, two and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the over. Uh, next one, Rudy Gobert combined points and rebounds playing in the in Eurobasket playing against Poland on Friday, so this game in the semifinals. Combined points and rebounds over under 24 and a half. I'm going to take the over. I'm also going to take the over. Okay. Um, and this one, just straight up spread. It's actually the spread that's on ESPN, whoever they're getting their spread from. Um, Air Force against Wyoming. Falcons favored by 16. Over, under, or I guess you could technically push if you wanted to. Uh, Air Force by 16? Yes. Uh, I'm going to take the over. I'm also going with the over. <laughs> All right, uh, same game, Air Force passing yards at Wyoming. Oh, jeez. Setting line at 165 and a half. 165. I'm going to take the under. Okay. said 165, right, not just 65? <laughs> yeah, 165. <laughs> uh, I'll take the over. Okay, San Diego State rushing yards at Utah. 165 and a half. <laughs> Hold on. I want to take the under, but I need to uh I need to do like 10 second research. <laughs> we don't have a lot of time here. Oh! Clock is ticking. Clock is ticking. So you said what was the number? 165 and a half. Oh jeez, they run for a lot of yards. <laughs> um I'm going to take the under. All right, I'm going to take the over. And then finally, will there be an NFL wide receiver who gets more than 165 and a half yards this weekend? Any receiver, 165 Any yards. receiver in the NFL this weekend in week two, 165 and a half, yes or no? Um, no. I'm going to say yes. Okay, tiebreaker. Combined home runs from Thursday through Sunday – with between Albert Pujols and Aaron Judge. So combined home runs by these two individuals, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, setting the line at two and a half. Will there be more than two and a half or less than two and a half? Over or under? I'm going to take the under. All right. I'm going to take the over. Since you kind of have to. It's a tiebreaker. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forced my hand. All right, those are our six lines uh, for this weekend. We'll recap on Monday to see how well we did, how close we were able to predict the future for what's going on this weekend. Uh, quickly, before we run out of time, 5-3-3-8. Don't forget that all-important half point. 
Yeah, got to factor that in. It could be important when the Falcons at Wyoming. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, tomorrow we'll preview Region 11 matchups and the high school football schedule for the week. Don't forget the Logan versus Bear River game will be played at Skyview tomorrow. And we'll also run through the Mountain West Conference schedule and this week in the Mountain West. Until then, we'll see you later.